great team let me, let me get a podcast. Fresh, let me get a fresh Scotch cube in my glass here, but I'm going to need a fair amount. Well, that was Brandon Polero on the line. We already pressed record, and I'm not going to go back and edit this. NFL Week 6, three-man pod with Singer and Polero. Uh, Singer's on his best behavior. We don't want to we don't, we don't, we don't redo this one, Mike. By the way, I was about to ask, <laughs> because of how prepared I am this week, I was about to ask you guys. I heard a rumor that a team is moving to L.A. I was just going to ask you guys. <laughs> it, might, it actually might be the bill. <laughs> it might happen. Any more humble brags before we get into the game, Mike? Any any other trips you want to let us know about? Aside from my incredible health and my you know ability to travel the world, I think we covered everything last week. All right, let's get right. I will say the Rangers. The Rangers are winning uh, four two right now. Five two right now in the uh, five three in the third. No big deal. Hey. So, you know what? Before we get into it, I would like to say that these uh, these Charger uniforms are pretty smoking hot. I don't know if you guys are watching the Thursday night game. Yeah, I was, Chris, I'm sorry. I was too distracted by the uh, the, the death of the Sabre season. You know, first it was Harambe, now this. <laughs> game one, man. Game one. I love Buffalo. Hey, speaking of the Buffalo Sabres, before we get into the games, and listeners, subscribers, we will get into the games. Did you happen to see Ryan Smith's tweet yesterday about the pay-per-view? Yeah, I did. Oh, my God. That was amazing. Wait, what happened? We have a friend from high school. We have a friend from high school who, like, it just never changed, and it's just awesome. He was, like, pretty depressed about the Maple Leafs rookie scoring four goals. And then he tweeted a picture. He's like, well, this, at least this is on pay-per-view. And it was just this porno, but it was for $11 U.S. <laughs> pretty good move. Anyway, Cincinnati at New England. New England, eight-and-a-half-point favorites. Over under 47-and-a-half. Um, I'll start with Brandon, since uh, I, he's a little bit more well-versed in the uh, X's and O's. Any opinion on this game? Uh, yeah, I like I like the value. Okay, so I know everyone is, is riding high, and I might be proven wrong. Um, but if you're getting a team who can score a lot of points, take that team getting a lot of points. So that's the golden rule. Um, I think there's a there's a little bit of value in uh, the Bengals being a little down. So I like that pick. Um, I maybe there's a little bitterness here. I, I don't want to see such an easy comeback for. Uh, New England and just being able to do whatever they want, uh, like they're Leonardo DiCaprio at the Cannes Film Festival or something here. So I just I want to have something uh, to at least if it's a cover. Uh, I like the Bengals there. Yeah, what scares me about this is the uh, it's just going to scare everyone in the NFL. The two tight ends, if Gronk and Bennett are both healthy, they're just matchup nightmares. But I do agree with you. I think eight and a half just a lot of points for a Bengals offense that can score. This could be a good teaser up over 14. Could be a good teaser leg if you get the Bengals 14 and a half. Mike, any pop culture references to weave in here? First of all, say gut reaction versus the nose. The fuck everybody tour is officially on in New England. They are going to go for a touchdown. I think they're going to go for it on fourth and one every down now. I mean, this is... Yo, your phone's uh, cutting in and out, man. Hear me? Yeah, you're cutting in and out. Can you hear me now? (laughs) We can hear you now. We're recording live. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. As I was 
saying. Um, I honestly, I don't know if I could bet against, unless there's an injury at this point, I don't know if you can bet against New England. Honestly, against pretty much most teams. I think it's, I think right now Brady and Belichick are on as big a mission as you've ever seen in the league. Uh, I, I think there's so many mediocre teams. I think Cincinnati, it's Cincinnati eight and a half, you said, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, Cincinnati to me is like, I know eight and a half is a lot of points, but I don't think they scare too many teams. So I'm taking New England. All right, here's the next one, Mike, that you should, uh, this is your game here. Baltimore at the Giants. The Giants are three and a half point favorites. Over under 45. I kind of think this is the, the get well spot for the Giants. What do you think? I mean, I honestly, I was believing the Giants before the season. At 2-0 before, I really think the Giants were for real this year. And they are fucking terrible. They have so many issues right now. Um, three and a half, though. I think you got to like that. Uh, I'm taking the Giants this week. Polaro, you got any opinion on this game? Uh, I don't understand how a team who has lost three in a row is laying more than a field goal. They're giving more than the, the standard spread. They haven't won as a favorite. Uh, and the Ravens have been, they're not as good as, as the record suggests, and they were proven that way the last couple weeks. Um, but you have to take value, always. Um, I, I would love to see the Giants actually do what I think they could do in this game, but if you had to pick it, you take the points and you just probably don't watch, but uh, I, I wouldn't really get too excited about playing it. I mean, Vegas is, is setting it at 45, so they're saying they really don't know uh, what these offenses or defenses are made of, so you kind of have to yield to the line, take the points. Yeah, little, news, little news and notes here. Uh, Mark, Trestman was, <laughs> Mark Trestman was fired, so they have a new offensive coordinator in Baltimore, so I, I think you're probably going to see them run the ball a little bit more because Trestman, uh, part of the reason he got fired is Terrence West had nine carries for 90 yards, and then he stopped using them, and then they lost the game. So I, I think you could see Baltimore commit to the run a little bit more. By the way, McGee, I know you're a big McAdoo guy. Did you hear what he did in the locker room? I'm not a McAdoo guy at all. <laughs> I no. know. What did he do? Literally, to pump up his... Let me tell you what he did. To pump up his team, he showed them a clip from Step Brothers where, it, where <laughs> the guy was forced to eat poop. You know the scene I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, guess what? When your head coach <laughs> thinks that's how your head coach... Imagine Bill Belichick like getting all the guys together and being like, guys, we have one thing to do. And he just shows that scene. Like, yeah. no chance. McAdoo is the guy. Like, I, I, I heard that story, and I go, oh, shit. That literally is, you know what that move is? That's the director of sales with a week to go in the month who's and his team's below quota giving a rah-rah speech on Monday, okay? Doesn't add any value whatsoever, okay? That's, Rex Ryan wouldn't even do that. And that's saying a lot. Hey, here's the I literally heard that story and I just like that. Oh, hey, can, can Singer, Singer, while we're on the Giants, because we can't go past this, I, I, my, my brother-in-law is a diehard Giants fan and he is, you know, yeah. he's through he's, he's, he, and I really do, I have a respect for the, 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 the business that they are, but I mean, the Bills should have Odell Beckham, right? That's still going to always be a problem for us because we have the interior. Wait, will you, will you admit that, will you admit that yeah. publicly? Because, yeah, of okay. course I will. Okay. Sammy, Sammy Watkins, Sammy Watkins is probably going to come back for a game in about seven weeks, and he'll be done. Right? So that's, I, I'm just saying, I love, I love we, I, I have thrown out, I have thrown that out before, and, I, and you guys are still very high on the Sammy Watkins. Well, uh, I'm a Sammy Watkins. So I love, uh, I love, I love Sammy. Love Sammy. I know. You know 
know what he is? He, he's like, I mean, he's like Barbaro. I mean, he's like, he's, he's the, he Jesus runs in the ring, and then he gets hurt, and then you, like, try to hold him up for, like, years, and he dies. So, it's sad, but, I mean, Odell, I mean, Odell is kind of like, like, I'm trying to equate this to a movie. Like, is he, is he a stable human being? I'm, I am actually worried about another repeat, like, Gilbert Arena situation in the locker room. I, I'm telling you, I, I kind of alluded to this last week. If you told me, in one hand, Kyle, Odell Beckham ran, you know, he had a 250-yard game, three touchdowns, I believe it. And then the other hand, you told me that he was found running naked in the streets of Manhattan. I would believe that as well. The guy is an absolute loose cannon. I have no idea what I'm getting. He's a psychopath. He's a legit psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you told me, hey, reports stated... There is a uh, young male that is uh, running naked, screaming about the coming of, uh, you know, Lucifer. I'd be like, oh, shit, Odell. <laughs> he's a psycho. Uh, uh, it's tough, man. I, I, I mean, he's great. Like, talent-wise, the guy is on. He is as great as anybody in the league. But I, I, I don't understand how he can't keep, like, literally all he has to do is not, like, get the fight on the field. I don't get why he can't just stop it. I, 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 like, I don't understand what his deal is. It's so weird. He could go down you know, to a really frustrating player. It, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like he needs to tell, someone needs to tell him what a, a, a few people have told me when I play golf. Hey, remember, whenever you get mad, have you ever played any better? You know, that's always the lesson, right? <laughs> By the Who's way, telling you this? Can we talk about... I, I thought of I thought about when you were talking about how Sammy Watkins the guy that is like all hype comes in one play and he's out. Can I tell you what I thought about immediately? McGee, you told me the story was Brandon Palermo coming in for one play senior year. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I got flagged. Yeah, McGee, can you tell that story real quick? All right, so I oh, was oh, uh, I was the uh, announcer. I, I was the announcer for the football team. <clears throat> And Polero, you know, obviously one of my best friends, you know, he's, he's a special teams warrior. All of a sudden I see him go, I see him go in for the receiving, you know, the, they do the four wide set. Perfect form. Going nuts, right? Checks with like, I, was, I think I was in the slot. Was I in the slot here? Yeah. You're in the slot. <laughs> Literally check, perfect form. Checks with the ref that he's still on sides. Literally runs like a 10 yard, you know, you know, 10 yard and turn around for the ball. The, quarter, the quarterback overthrows him by like 10 yards in the air. Polero, max effort, leaps up, ball goes sailing five feet over his head, gets leveled. Next, next play out of the game. One offensive snap. One of the words that you mentioned, I, I, I didn't wasn't he like limping and motioning towards yeah. him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's motioning towards him. <laughs> this, this was the day. This was the day before like the new turf, you know, like the field turf. So this is actually when we have like real like carpet that would just burn you, like just scald your skin. So that was a that was a great moment in time. Oh. By the way, listeners, that will not be the last Polaro story we tell on this podcast. <laughs> Hey, Carolina and New Orleans. Carolina's a road favorite in the Dome. I know, uh, I, I am sorry, I have to take the Saints as a home dog in the Superdome. It's just too big of a home field advantage. Any opinion, Mike? 
Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, New Orleans always at home. You got to think they're at least. Uh, you got to give them at least three to four points. Um, and can I mean, Carolina's looking pretty lost at this point, right? Yeah. I think the magic's wearing off a little bit. Cam Newton's taking way too many hits. Um, is Cam is Cam playing next week? He'll be back. He's not next like week? it's not like official, he'll but be back. he'll be playing. This line's off. Yeah, I mean, the Saints should still... be three point favorites now that they're three point dogs. I don't know how. First off, I think every Vegas book in the world is going to have huge liability. Teasing the Saints up to plus nine is a no brainer. But uh, Polaro, Wait, what's the line? What's what's the line you're it, seeing? It the. The Panthers are favored right now. It's either two and a half or three, depending on the book. So you could, if yeah, part of it, part first off, you got to take the Saints, and then I think the Saints are the best teaser leg I've ever seen. You're getting the Saints more than a touchdown at home as part of a teaser, but uh, that's just my opinion. I'm just one man, uh, Brandon. What do you think? Do you remember when four weeks ago there was a debate over taking the Raiders Saints like week one? That was that epic game. Uh, high-scoring game. This is one where you got to take the value. I mean, a home team in New Orleans, historically they cover, let alone win, and you got to take that. I mean, this is still early in the year. Statistics don't really matter all that much just yet, so you got to take the teams who have done what they typically do. The next game is the Steelers-Dolphins, and listeners of this podcast know that I've been very hard on the Dolphins organization. Uh, I don't think Adam Gase is the guy. The Ryan Ryan Tannehill has been hyped up as a sleeper the last three years. Okay, this guy sucks, but you know what? That's that's why they set a line, and the line. I'm sorry, I'm betting the Dolphins at home more than touchdown seven and a half versus the Steelers. Now the Steelers are one of those weird teams. I've been saying it all year. They're amazing at home. They're average on the road. I hate the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins suck at his organization, and I'm if I'm going to take the Dolphins. I'm not going to watch the game, but getting more than a touchdown at home in the NFL, I'm sorry. I got to take I got to take the Dolphins this week. I know Antonio Brown's going to go off, and Le'Veon Bell's going to go off, and I'm going to sound like an idiot, and I won't bring this up next week. But <laughs> anyways, what what do you think? I know Mike. I know you haven't seen either of these teams play, so I'll ask Brandon. Uh, I, I think you're. I really think you're overthinking this. I think that yeah, in terms of the spread, you're you're probably right. But let's not forget that Miami has already. They haven't allowed less than 22 points the last four weeks. So take the over, man. 48. Steelers the best offense in the league. Ben is probably the best deep passer in the game today. So take that. Sleep well. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's pretty, it's scary. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, you know, it is really scary. I mean, the, the Steelers are loaded on offense. I just It's one of those kind of weird trap games to me. You're getting more than a touchdown. It's just one of those where, you know, every, you know, Joe Blow in the street's going to take the Steelers, and then everyone's going to be like, wow, man. It's just it's, – it's just, I've been doing this for too long not to see a trap when I when, – I can see a trap now. I mean, this is a trap game. This has got, like, Cardinals at Bills written all over it. Just saying. Um, the next game, the uh, Fighting Jeff Amix, a.k.a. the Jacksonville Jaguars, at the Chicago Bears. Bears are favored from – I don't know if they're ready to be favored, but they're only two-point home favorites. Both ugly game. I don't know who's going to watch this game on TV. Any, any opinion, Mike? What are they saying in Chicago about the Bears? 
by the way, I'll, I'll just go fuck myself on the uh, Dolphins game, I guess. Um, with the Bears, though, um, you, you got my reference, right? Because I didn't even ask me for my pick. Jesus, I, no laugh. That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. We're trying to move this along, man. Start sweating on that one. Jesus. Hey, we're 16 minutes in, man. You know, I know the mo- I know the uh, the movie references and box office references and baseball hockey talks coming. I'm trying to get to all the games. What are they saying about Hoyer in Chicago? What's that? What are they saying about Hoyer in Chicago? <laughs> Hoyer had a good week. Last- you see his game last week? Yeah. He played pretty well, actually. That's the, that's the best the offense has looked. Um, this is completely... I think Chicago is minus two in this game, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I think you take the Bears at home still. Um, oh, he looked pretty good. He's got a pretty good sense. That guy is like, you could, you could win a few games with that guy. He's pretty decent. Jaguars suck. I take the Bears minus two. Hey, I was wrong, Brandon. I admit it. I had the Colts, uh, you know, but you, you were right about yep. the, Yeah, you did. You were right about the Jags. So what, what's your opinion here on the Jags? Do they go into Chicago and get it done? We continue to go back to the mean. Jaguars. Easy. We'll leave it there, man. San Francisco, this is the Brandon Polaro Bowl. San Francisco at Buffalo. I'm going to quote Tom Shearer here. The Bills are nine-point favorites, and the over-under is very low, 43-and-a-half. I'm going to quote Tom Shearer. Three weeks ago, everyone was getting fired. Now they're nine-point favorites. I mean, that puts things in perspective. How the – I mean, we've been doing this for 20 years, guys. How are the Buffalo Bills nine-point favorites? They're, I mean, Robert Woods is their number one receiver. I'm sorry. You can't lay nine points in the NFL with Robert Woods as your number one receiver. Yes, the Bills are going to win the game. I think you're crazy if you lay nine in the NFL with Robert Woods as your number one. Polaro, I'll start with you on this one. Uh, I couldn't agree more. And, yeah, there, there is a lot. Of, there's some deep roots in this game for me personally. Grew up as a child, big <laughs> Niners fan. Emulated. I mean, I idolized your, like, posters. I mean, signed footballs, thanks to my parents. Uh, Steve Young, the whole thing. Um, no longer in your possession, by the way, but go on. Yeah. I, I, hate, I hate the York family for what they've done to this company uh, and this business. But... Um, Really, I couldn't agree more with sure. Let's think about this real quick. You've got a quarterback who is, I think, what, 27, 28 passer in the league. Uh, they can't afford to get down. They have a defense that's actually playing a um, sneak, kind of what Rex Ryan defenses do, but no one's really making them, making the national uh, presence aware yet. I think they win the game uh, because the Niners are just that bad. Uh, and the biggest thing here that puts them, this is why Vegas is loving the spread. The Niners have allowed four straight 100-yard rushers. The Bills are a top-five rushing team. That's a big swing. Um, that The money's been coming on the Bills. I don't think Vegas would typically like to see this type of line, but it's gone up that far to keep it even. Uh, I would stay away from this altogether because the Bills could actually lose this game somehow, and I would laugh about it. Uh, but they could probably win it. I don't see them covering. I just I have a hard time seeing that, especially when they struggled to win by over a few points against the Rams last week and they should have put them away. Yeah, I actually think too with Kaepernick starting and Carlos Hyde, I think San Francisco's going to be able to move the ball on the ground too. I mean, I think Carlos Hyde has a decent game. So, and 
and nine points is a lot with a low over under. I mean, it's one of the lowest over under, so the value of every point goes up. But uh, hey, Mike, what's your opinion on this game? I actually was going to defer my time to uh, my colleague here, but uh, I agree with you. I don't know how the hell the Bills are ever uh, like nine points. That is that's just, that's that's pretty ridiculous in the NFL. Uh, and you're talking about such an average team. I know they're three and two, kind of on a heat, on a little hot streak here, but. I mean, Jesus Christ, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Sure had a great line there. Uh, I think you absolutely take the Niners. And tell me you can't totally see the narrative on Sunday talking about Kaepernick after all this shit. You know, he's gonna, you know he's going to have like a heroic day, right? Yeah, I, I don't think he's going to have a heroic day, but I see your point. <laughs> Kaepernick's winning. I'll mark it. Mark it down. I'll take the Niners straight up. What? <laughs> Niners, Niners money line. Wow, man. Because <laughs> I don't like your fucking attitude. Keep going. Moving along. R- Rams at Lions. Lions minus three. Mike, what do you think of the offensive lines? <laughs> <laughs> what do I think of the O lines and the Rams? Yeah, t- tell me about tell Why, me about I- you. Tell me about your all twenty-two <laughs> breakdown, Mike. Oh, yeah, sorry there, uh, Kuiper. Uh, tell me, what's, uh, how fast did uh, Stafford run his fucking 40 in, huh, dickhead? <laughs> the, be- the best... I will is- say... <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> yeah, I love you, like, shaming me for not knowing what's going to happen in the oh, Rams Lions game. We're back. Sorry about that technical difficulties with the uh, recording. Next game is Eagles-Redskins. A big division game here. Carson Wentz off a big tip and his return to Fargo. I don't know if you guys heard that headline. Big, big game here. Somehow Washington got back to 3-2. and two. Interesting game here, Mike. I'll go with you since it's your division. Yeah, uh, well, this game survived last week. I don't know if you saw, but the Falcons, uh, the, Falcons the, uh, the Ravens scored with like a minute left, but it was called back on a penalty. So they held, they, they, uh, they held serve. Um, Cousins is starting to look, I mean, this is a team that's definitely looking like they can get it done. They started 0-2 and now they're 3-2. They're getting a little groove here. Um, you know, and the Eagles dropped a tough one last week, so it'll be tough. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back. Uh, still, Carson Wentz is looking just incredible. I think he is, he's the top rated quarterback in the league. I have no right. idea. Player, do you know? I think he, I don't know if it's, the, I don't know if it's QBR or whatever it is, but he's having himself a fucking rookie season. It's pretty incredible. Um, but Philly is minus two and a half from what I'm seeing. Um, I like the skins at home. How about you guys? Player, what do you think? Uh, I don't know quite yet if the Eagles have a good defense. Um, they've, I don't know if it's the opponents they faced. I mean, maybe I'm just crazy, but the uh, Jets, Browns, and Bears? No, Jets, Jets, Browns, Steelers, right? Yeah, and that's where I'm, that's my question there, is that they, that's where this line is getting moved. You know, if this was a vision game in yesteryear, the Eagles wouldn't be giving any points, but because they played Pittsburgh so well, I think it's messing up a lot of money. Um, and then on the other side... But Pittsburgh's not a good road team, I'm telling you. But go on. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's insane. That's a, that's a big game. A lot of pride going on there. But um, the 
Redskins have scored a lot of points. And then I don't know if Baltimore's defense, I mean, maybe their defense is pretty good. This is where the, the part of the schedule gets a little tricky because you look at, start looking at trends, and they might be false. So I am going to be objective here and say that this is a division game and these teams know each other. And if a home team is getting points, you take the home team. By the way, uh, Eagles, um, their right tackle, see that, um, Lane Johnson? He's going to be out basically for the rest of the year, 10-game suspension. They put a rookie in there with a rookie quarterback. That could shake things up pretty big. Hey, an analytics guy I follow says one one lineman injury is worth four wide receiver injuries. I mean, that's very, yeah, that's no, very that's underrated. But uh, the, no, the Eagles off... I said the Eagles' offense. I can't figure out. I mean, they have no one that scares me. I mean, Jordan Matthews is their number one receiver. Ryan Matthews is their running back. They don't scare me at all. I mean, it's same with the Redskins. Besides Jordan Reed, actually, Jordan Reed's in the concussion protocol. I think this line. I think if Jordan Reed doesn't go, I I think we reevaluate it. He is uh, he is uh, Cousins' go-to guy. That that would be a big loss for them. Yeah. Are you are you following Are you following Bear Bryant on Twitter or something? Because if last time I checked, like Sean O'Hara would not equal Odell Beckham Jr. in his prime. Like I don't know what the stand is saying. Like this lineman equals four receivers. That's not real. Like this isn't you know like the <laughs> this isn't three car three yards of the cloud and dust Woody Hayes anymore. But okay. Hey, I'm just quoting somebody trying to sound smart here on this podcast. Did we cover the Browns Titans game? I don't think that might we. Have been Matt Millen, by the way, that said that line. Oh. That sounds really yeah. Matt yeah. First off, Matt Millen proves my point. All that guy did was draft wide receivers. Yeah, it's the other way around for Matt Millen. One, one receiver, one, one receiver would equal 25 players. Matt Millen, Matt Millen, every year looked at a wide receiver and goes. shootout um 
Oakland is a little – their defense hasn't played great. Their offense has bailed them out. And you, I do respect Andy Reid as a coach. I mean, he is the anti-Jeff Fisher. I mean, this guy this guy does know how to coach, and he's got two weeks to prepare. I think Kansas City's going to move the ball, but Oakland's going to move the ball too. I think the only thing that scares me on the over is this is a big rivalry game, and this could get ugly. But I, I don't see how this game isn't high scoring. I think this is going to be the game of the week to watch. I think this is going to be a really entertaining game. But, uh, Singer, you had Andy Reid in your division forever. Thoughts? Uh, the Chiefs are coming off a bye, right? Yep. Yeah, I mean, one thing I know is the only thing that anything that's certain in life is death taxes and Andy Reid getting a win after a bye week. And that guy, what's his, do you know his numbers? I don't know. I think he has, like, one loss in his career off the bye or something it's like that. Ridiculous. If that guy gets an extra week, he's a great coach. I mean, he's always gotten shit about his clock management, but... If the guy has time to prepare, he's pretty fantastic. I mean, it's not easy, as you know, Sam, could attempt to, uh, what they call the NFC Championship three years in a row, right? But like, he, uh, has he seen, has he seen Derek Carr in Oakland? Derek Carr is shit. I don't know, man. I think he's probably seen better quarterbacks than Derek Carr. <laughs> First off, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take over the podcast here. Crabtree has been my boy. If you've been listening to this podcast, I've mentioned Crabtree. All right, this guy is a stud. He's a route runner. He is a professional at his craft. I mean, did you see him get his feet down? Uh, Cooper, which I do by the way, ACDC for Amari Cooper. Uh, Derek Carr is a great nickname for a wide receiver quarterback duo. Cooper and Crabtree, Cooper and Crabtree are an amazing one too. I mean, these both these guys are as polished as you can get. I mean, I, uh, you know me and my receivers, man. Give me Crabtree. That, that's all I gotta say, folks. He's the man. As, as Bills fans, you gotta be just pulling for a team like the Raiders, right? I mean, talk about a talk about a tortured fan base, and talk about just like a blue collar community, just 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 derelict. You have to love the Raiders as a Bills fan, right? Yeah, I like the Raiders. I mean, I, we did kick their ass 51-3 in the AFC Championship game back in the day, but that's okay. Yeah, you know, no, there's no beef. There's no ill will. They're an AFL brother. So, exactly. Hey, Polero, Atlanta. Atlanta, I think they're kind of fool's gold, but they've been proving me wrong. I think the party comes to an end at Seattle. Back-to-back West Coast road trips. Six-point dogs. I think Seattle all day up there, man. That's a scary place to play. I don't think Atlanta in their second road game can do anything. But uh, Matty Ice, uh, we've seen this before. Atlanta started hot and then cooled off. I am not a believer. I still think Atlanta's a pretender. Like you said earlier, like 10 minutes ago, I mean, strength of schedule can play mind games on you. You think they're good, but, I mean, have they beaten anybody good? I don't know. Carolina, ooh, you know, the Carolina's 1-4. So uh, I, I like Seattle at home. They just won in Denver, though. Yeah, yeah. With, with Paxton Lynch in his first start. I mean, eh. It, yeah, like, they, I was more impressed with how they scored. They, yeah. They won, they won in Oakland. They won at Denver. They're, they're kind of like, they're kind of a gritty team. That's not the Atlanta we used to know. So, um, I, I agree with you. You can't win them all, and I think that Seattle will probably win this game. But that's a lot of points to be like, I would stay away. I mean, that's. 
that's not something I would touch. And remember, the Falcons are actually 4-0 as underdogs this year. No one's given any love, so I wouldn't touch it. How do you feel about uh, Quinn going against uh, Seattle? I didn't even think about that. Hey man, you don't understand how. How dare, how dare you not come prepared for that Rams Lions game? Yeah, sorry, I'm a little bitter because I replayed the last podcast where Mickey apologized repeatedly about how unprepared I was. Hey, I got. Sorry, listeners. I know he goes. Hey, sorry, listeners. I know he wasn't. He wasn't too funny or prepared today, but we're just, uh, you know, just stick with us. Hey, I got some. I got some text messages, man, and apparently, you know, people did like your box office uh, reference. So uh, we'll move on to we'll move on to Dallas at Green Bay. Uh, oh, sorry, Jason. Jason Worth just got hammered at the plate. Not even close. What, less than the state game. What's the score? One nothing still, but Worth was literally out by a good like fifteen feet. It was one of the worst. Uh, that third base coach might get fired. I secretly kind of hate Jason Worth. Worth? Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a Worth guy. He's uh, I think Worth is a pretty frustrating guy to be on your team. He's like he looks he looks the part, and uh, he's just I, I feel like he's like a boomer bust kind of guy. Um, I hate guys like that. We'll talk a little baseball since we kind of went into it. I mean, you're in Chicago. Uh, give us the, give us the what's the what's the on the ground scene like? People nervous? What's going on? No, I, I you know. To you, if, if, if Chicago lost that last game, I don't think they win the series because you have Quavo Bumgarner coming next. Yeah, they would have went legit five innings. Yeah, they would have started with Quavo. Any trouble, they would have went to Bum. I mean, I agree, yeah. but but hey, they did win. So no, they did win. I, I think there's. Uh, I think the fact that they avoided that would have been so tough to get to have to go to five. I, I think the fact that they came back, put it to bed, and now they can set that rotation. You've got Lester now going. Game one versus finishing game five. Um, I think it's huge. There's just optimism. It's not. There's no nervousness right now. Honestly, I've been asking people who they'd rather play. You know, Nationals, uh, Dodgers, or the Nats, and everyone's literally saying, "I don't care." Yeah, I, it's for me. It's the Nationals. First off, outside of Scherzer, you don't really have a deep rotation, and LA's got a better lineup, better pitching, in my opinion. I mean, and then you you won't see Max until Game Three. You could have a two zero lead by the time you face Max. So um, that that's a no brainer to me. You'd rather face Washington. I mean, otherwise, I mean, you could have Kershaw in Game One. You know, all, all of a sudden you're down zero one after winning a hundred something games. The pressure starts to mount. But um, we'll we'll move back on to football. Hey, uh, Dallas at Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay is a three point home three point five point home favorite. Dak on the road. This is obviously, unfortunately, going to be the Fox game, and I probably won't get the uh, Kansas City-Oakland game, but uh, I don't know. I'm, I lean Green Bay. I, I'm, I'm not taking a rookie quarterback to go up into Lambeau and win, but uh, thoughts on the game, Mike? Um, you know, I think this is another tough one. Uh, the Cowboys looked pretty ridiculous last week. I mean, they just absolutely pasted the... Uh, the Bengals. I mean, it was 28-14, but I think they were up 28 nothing, and they basically took the foot off the pedal. Ezekiel Elliott, as much shit as they gave him from week one, um, he's looking like he's pretty for real. Jack Prescott, I mean, do you believe if Romo comes back healthy, he's starting over Prescott? 
Um, I don't know at this point, man. I think you got to ride Dak until until you really get into trouble. Yeah, I do. I mean, the four and one right now. How could you? How could you ever go back to Romo? I mean, this is clearly Romo. Oh, the Dodgers home run just tied at one one, top of the seventh. Yeah. All right, go. Jock Peterson, man. Holy shit. Jock jams. Um, but I think um, until I see otherwise, the the Cowboys looking pretty good. And by the way, the the Packers. I mean. They played the Giants, and they looked... I mean, the Giants, again, like, they just... They gave the Giants every opportunity to win, and they did. Um, but I, I, I'm taking uh, Dallas in this game. Dallas? Really? I'm taking Dallas. Yeah, they, they impressed me last week. They literally beat the shit out of the Bengals last week. Yeah. Um, Green Bay's kind of got a sneaky, okay defense. You know, they kind of play that funnel defense. They're pretty good against the run. I think this is going to... This is going to be a great game. Brandon, thoughts? I know... Your hatred of Dallas might get in the way here. I hate them as much as you do, so. Well, more importantly, to quote one of my favorite movies ever, Slapshot, I don't think you understand finance. Because this is an appreciating asset in Green Bay. This is what they always do. Okay? They tease you a little bit. They keep you low. Dallas, they're, they're your big oil. Tim Russer, your big oil, your big hair. They're always just big everything. So everybody in Johnny Public loves the Cowboys. The value is for the Packers. I mean, this is almost your standard line, but we'll go, and go back and look at how many points the Packers are going to score throughout the season with the same offense again and again. I mean, you, you got to take that. And if you're not even, like, sold on that, you're talking about an over-under of 48. You might as well take that because both teams are going to score. So, I think you pick either one. You actually might want to, you know, play this one where you could take a money line and part away and over. Some books won't allow that. Just a thought. Hey, uh, what's going on with Randall Cobb? I don't know if you've watched enough Green Bay football this year, but uh, he's got to get going. I don't, live, I don't live in the tundra, so I don't know about uh, we'll go on to the next one. The next one is my is my bet of the week. I've been riding this team a little bit. It's more been fading the Colts. Texans minus three. Sunday night football. The Indianapolis Colts are absolutely garbage against the run. Jordan Howard just tore them to pieces on the ground. Now you have a legitimate top five running back in Lamar Miller. You're at home. You have the better defense. You have a great running back against the team that sucks against the run. The only reason this line is three is because the name brand of Andrew Luck. The Colts are letting him get murdered. I think they're leading the league in sacks allowed. The Texans, even without Watts, still do have a good pass rush. They're going to sack the quarterback. They're going to be able to run all day. Texans minus three Sunday night football. The Gee special. Lock of the week. Tell me I'm wrong. Somebody. You're up, Leo. I, I, this is actually one of like the twisted joys of my life. The NFL picks this game for Sunday night because they, they obviously gravitate towards Houston, number five U.S. market in terms of population, and they gravitate towards the big quarterback in Andrew Luck. I hope you enjoy this, America. It's a terrible product. <laughs> enjoy it. Enjoy every every piece of shit snap you're going to watch tonight. I'm sorry, on Sunday night. Because it feels like 
another impact player they drafted around the number one guy that was the number one pick who started from day one, and Andrew Luck is this bet. What have they done in the weakest division in football? Yeah, nothing, nothing, dude. They still have Frank Gore as their lead back. I mean, just, just can we just talk about business here? If you did that in business at all and someone told you, I'm going to give you the best talent in your market for the next five years, the number one top CEO, he transforms businesses, can you get some vice presidents around him that are like maybe some good lieutenants? Yeah, sure, no problem. Meanwhile, you're back in, like, the boardroom, like, you know, I don't know, sleeping, you know, pouring alcohol over your face. I don't know what they're doing, but I'm actually enjoying seeing them completely flounder because they had a pretty good run there, and then they're actually just spoiling it now. And uh, I also enjoy the fact that America has to suffer for this because they're getting a big market and a top quarterback, and both teams are not that good. So have fun with that. Hey, Mike, we'll get to you for the Monday night game. Everything you said could be applied to Monday night football. Enjoy it, America. The New York Jets, the dumpster fire that's the New York Jets, is going to Arizona. The Jets are awful on defense going up against Carson Palmer and the passing attack. I mean, this is going to be a blowout. I mean, I don't know how, I don't know how the Jets keep this one close. I mean, Arizona should be able to throw all day on the Jets. Plus, you have Eric Decker out for the year. Another another horrible product. ESPN's got to be so pissed off with the back-to-back Monday night games. Bucks panthers followed by Jets-Cardinals. <laughs> I mean, what a disaster picking these games in advance. But, uh, uh, Singer, any thoughts on the, uh, on the Jets? Yeah, you said, by the way, you nailed it. It's so funny. I mean, have you seen the ratings for... I, I think this year Saturday night football, Sunday, for, sorry, Sunday night football and Monday night football. I think they're they're they've been like double digit declines year over year, and now the ratings have been brutal for the NFL this year. By the way, it has nothing to do with the debates and the presidential election. Okay, no. none. Different demographics. Okay, people are watching football on Sunday over reading the Washington Post. Okay, it's just yeah. a horrible product. No. The teams suck. The product's been terrible. officially eliminated. I mean, there's no point keeping the offense with a journeyman. I mean, you might as well see what you got with Geno. I mean, Fitzpatrick's in his 30s. He's a journeyman. If you're eliminated, why I mean, why wouldn't you give Geno some reps? I mean, it's a lost season. I mean, yes, if you want to win games, you're going to go with Fitz, but once they're eliminated, I mean, why wouldn't you why wouldn't you give reps to the younger guy? By the way, what's the name of the um Penn State quarterback they drafted in the second round. Oh, Hackenberg? Hackenberg. That, that must have been the worst pick ever, right? If no, I have another I have another pick that's I have another pick that's worse. Jared Goff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he missed Singer, he missed our riff on Goff. Oh, you guys already went into it? I missed the whole thing. We 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 talked about how Jeff Fisher asserts his dominance by farting every time he walks by Goff Blocker. <laughs> 
I mean, what do you think the L.A. Rams general manager thinks after, you know, dissecting film and conducting interviews and asking tough questions? To the guy he has can't even beat out Case Keenum, and literally every other rookie quarterback's having a phenomenal year. By the way, another thing for the Jets, Daryl Remus, could you pick another worst signing? Here's another rule of thumb. If the Patriots are okay letting a player go, don't fucking sign him. I love how you, I love how you just call him Daryl Remus. Daryl. Daryl Remus. Daryl. Like, is it Daryl? It's Daryl. Like, he's changed. It's Daryl. I always call him Daryl. Hey, Mike. I feel like there's been. Mike likes to be formal. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking about going Mr. Remus, but Daryl's fine. Mickey, before, 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 I have to redeem myself because I have, I think it's old under call that completely backfired on me with the, with the very, no, like, heartless defense of the Saints and the Chargers. Um, I think I'm going over here with Jets Cardinals. Look at the points against, um, when in doubt, they throw a lot with Fitzpatrick, and also at home, they're going to throw a lot with uh, Palmer. So I think the over 47 is a pretty good bet, man. I think right now it's 46 and a half, so you're, you're looking good. Yeah, I, I, I don't see how Arizona doesn't score 28. I mean, David Johnson is either number one or number two back in the league. They don't have the secondary to cover all the weapons for Arizona. I like that call. And Fitzmagic is a gunslinger. I mean, the Jets will score once or twice. Yeah. Um, that concludes the game-by-game analysis. We'll get into some uh, – any uh, – player. we'll start with you. Anything you want to get off your chest about the NFL, life in general? Life in general. Uh, you know, I think it's funny. Um, you know what the Bills have done to me? Like, they've won three in a row. Right, and I think that it's it's probable that they're going to win five in a row, and then they're going to build up this amazing. Uh, and I guess it'll be a fun week going into the Patriots game. Everyone's going to be so excited, you know. Like everyone's going to be so excited. They're going to be five. They're going to be five and two. I was at the Jets game, and I remember walking out of the game. I was emotionless. If someone stared at my face, they would have thought that I was on The Walking Dead. I was, you know, in some movie. I, I didn't care. I mean, it wasn't even uh, – I, I had accepted reality. So since then, they've only run off three straight. They might, went off, they might bring off five. I have no faith in this team. I want to see them do something they haven't done. Something in two weeks. I really am going to life as a zombie right now myself because if they beat the Niners and they beat the Dolphins, it, it won't matter. I mean, everybody, you know, McGee, you know, we just we've been waiting. We are we're like that old like we're we're waiting in our house for some you know man to ride up on his steed and like sweep us away. And, like, <laughs> we're waiting for like some magical moment in life, and we have not had it, and it's not going to happen. Um, unfortunately, I don't think it will. But in a few weeks, that's what I'm gearing up towards. So uh, let's let's just hope that we survive the next week and make that one entertaining. Mike, thoughts, life in general. I have a couple couple of comments. Number one, you nailed it. I mean, if there, you can't argue against God hating the Bills when you look at the schedule. They're absolutely going to beat the Niners. I don't, even though I just said that uh, Kaepernick is going to have a heroic day, but whatever, I hedge my bet. And then they go against the Dolphins. They're going to win that game, and then it's the Patriots. It's so 
flexing games yet, but that could be the first game flexed to Sunday night. No, no, it's not. It's not. It's not until like week ten. So it's going to be a one p.m. game. Which thank God. I mean, for my family's sake, I can't be up that late. I need to be watch that down in the basement, storm door in the theater room by myself. That's going to happen. By the, by the way, quick Polaro story um, for our listeners out there for Mickey's um, wedding present. We all took him. We flew. We all went in and flew in for a uh, for a Bills Patriots game. Uh, I mean, I'll, 
I'll leave it with this. I'll leave it with this rant. I'm a pro steroids guy. Okay, what's the downside? It's an entertainment business. Let these freaking mutants go up there and jack 500 foot home runs. Okay, that's what the people want to see. I mean. I do love pitching. I mean, but I'm I'm more of a baseball. You know, I love baseball. I'm not the casual baseball fan. I mean, the, the average Joe. I mean, let's see some mutants jack some balls in the upper deck. Okay, that's what people want to see. But, by the way, didn't didn't Brady Anderson? He like didn't hit. He didn't hit over like 20 home runs after that, right? Was it like one year? Yeah, dude. The guy was ramped up on steroids. But that's my favorite part. Literally, I could just picture him the last day to see like being like he's like.